Perez. Walter makes a run ahead of it. Burkamp suddenly changed pace through the centre. It's Burkamp! That's magnificent! The move, and then this, which left Dabby's ass totally stranded. Hello, and welcome to Burkett Wonderland. I actually beat the Twitters and the Facebook. Didn't manage to mug me off this time. And welcome to the post-game show, of which I had already made up all the JPEGs for all of our area's social media sites, saying nil, nil. And while I was doing it, <laughs> 93rd minute, no spoilers, people, no spoilers, 93rd minute, it's no longer nil-nil. I'll keep you in suspense as to what happens. You'll have to wait till the very end of the show, <laughs> much like the Marvel films where you see that little bit extra at the end of the films. We're not telling you the score until this is all over. You're going to deal with it like we dealt with it, and I'm angry. I need to lay down now. With me, for I think his first time he's ever done back-to-back shows, and he's done a post-game show. It's uh, Guatemala's uh, <laughs> number one wanted hitman. It's Mike Hertz. How are you doing, good sir? I am doing well, Danny. That that game almost put me to sleep. Had I not been an Arsenal supporter, I, I might have shut that one off because when you finish up a, a first half with zero shots on target or just one yeah. shot on target, um, I was falling asleep. So it was a rough one. It, it was a, one of those... I'm going to say almost dull, boring, very tactical games and things did not pan out for us. We we, we were not at our offensive best, plus Porto was a defensive monster in my opinion. But uh, it's an odd one to talk about, but here we are, Danny. Let's have a chat about it. Let's do just that. I'm just doing another cheeky tweet. You never know, there might be some people. There's actually uh, 49 people watching us on Twitter. That's, Look at that. I love that it. That is that's amazing. I don't think I've ever had 49 people watching us on Twitter. If you are there and you are watching on Twitter, um, hello. And oh, good God, there's 95 people watching on Twitter. There you go. Uh, mm. Feel free, if you give it a retweet, everybody on Twitter, if you like what you're seeing, even if you don't like what you're seeing, then uh, then give it a retweet because I'm not happy. I'm quite disappointed. How can we go from scoring 21 goals in the best league in the world to go into some farmers, 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 tractor league and then failing to get a shot, like Mike said, didn't get a shot on in the first half, did virtually nothing in the second half. Every chance, decent chance in the game seemed to go to them. When we did get chances from the like of Gabriel, put it over the bar twice. Saliba put it wide. Trossard went... Hey, oh, I think we're playing NFL. Three? Did I get three points? Did I get? No, didn't I? Didn't get three points for that at all. No, skied it. Then got taken off. The old system is broken. Arteta out. Fire everybody. Let's <laughs> sell everyone and get ready for next season, Mike. So where should we start with this absolute shit show? Because I, I for one, sir, am, am quite angry. There was no need for that. I'd have been happy with a nil nil. I'd have, I'd have been all right with that. I'd have slept fine tonight. Losing 1-0 to a team that didn't really come and play in the first half. We dominated everything. And then uh, we were looking down the left-hand side near the end of the game. No spoilers. Uh, and then Saka <laughs> didn't even keep up with the man. As I think Declan Rice or Ben White always get those two mixed up because I'm a distance they look the same. And I couldn't tell which one was doing which. And then Saka just slowly jogged off, didn't keep up with him. And I thought, this this could turn out quite bad if he doesn't keep up. Oh, dear, they put a cross in. Oh, now they've had a bit of a bit of uh, happiness, and now it could well all be over. And then it was. So let's start the game, as we always do, with uh, the lineups. Um, I saw the lineup for the game and thought, oh, this looks good. 
it's going to be the same lineup as we have used in the Premier League. Smashed absolutely everybody. Were you happy with that? I take it you were by the fact that you're nodding. No. So, so yes and no. It's the starting 11 that, you know, you asked just yesterday when we were discussing this, this game in the pre-show about the starting 11. And I told you that most likely it was going to be unchanged. But if I recall correctly, I wanted to keep Trossard up on top and I wanted Kai in the midfield. And so if you're looking at what the their midfield did, they played a really compact 4-4-2 the entire game. Our wingers were finding no joy. And the majority of the game, Trossard was kind of getting bullied. They they are strong on the ball. They're strong off the ball. They, he, they were causing him problems. We never really got a really nice break and a, and a counterattack. So that said, when you know, me in a live chat, we were discussing changes and whatnot. I was like, you know, somebody suggested taking off Trossard. And I'm like, I don't know, either move Kai Havertz in the midfield or, or take Kai Havertz off was my opinion. But I that's that's my bone to pick with this particular lineup. Uh, more so the fact that it persisted that way for the entirety of the 90 minutes, pretty much. Because after the first half, the way the game played out, no shots on target on our end, um, our midfield, quite frankly, pretty much getting overran by them. I thought, okay, a little bit more physicality. And maybe that was the idea of including Jorginho. But I think I would have preferred from the start, Trossard and striker, Kai Havert at left eight, just to add a little bit more defensive quality there because we have seen him do that before. I believe in Newcastle game, if I could remember correctly in, in the league, he was a defensive prick the entire game. So starting lineup that I predicted. However, those two players, I would have liked them to be swapped in. Um, I'm not sure that it really made much difference long-term because they didn't look like they were up for it. It's very, it, it's quite shocking when you have a round of games like we've had and then you see this game where it's just complete lack of anything. I was busy getting my dinner out of the oven. I had bacon and breaded chicken. What did Declan Rice do to get booked in the second minute? Oh, so... Look, we were revved up. We were doing the whole pressuring thing uh, that we do. It, it was a foul. He, it, The guy was kind of in the air, and he did get a foot on the other player's um, foot. So I could see why it was a card. I'm not going to make the argument that it was really early on in the, in the game because, quite frankly, Danny, a card is a card, right? 93rd minute, first minute. So I'm not going to debate that. But as things went on throughout the game, it got a little frustrating because, you know, I was tweeting things like Arsenal player breathes, get a yellow card. I do think that the ref was slightly home biased. Uh, for the most part, there was a lot of fouls that you could call them 50 50. Uh, we'll talk about the corners, which I thought it was a ridiculous of a showing what Porto was doing and what the refs was buying on their players. But yeah, he was just revved up. He went in for a, a slide tackle. Danny caught the player first card. I mean, the, the, the ref was quick to insert the way this game was going to be ref. That's for sure. Do you think it made any difference to the game? Because of the hello to everybody in the chat, by the way, I forgot to say hello to you. I might come back to you in a bit. Um, by the way, the Declan, his tackling, his interceptions and everything that he does is so important for a game. And we love it when a defender or a defensive midfield playing against us uh, that gets a booking or warning in the early on in the game, because that, completely hinders every aspect of their game and I think we saw some of that tonight times where he could have got stuck in and Ben White was lucky enough to get a booking as well he got told off a few times by the referee um do you think that hindered his game much or is that a silly question 
No, not silly at all. You know, I I do think it plays a part in the player's psyche because you're all of a sudden you're tied down. You're thinking to yourself, he was so quick to pull the trigger minute one. I, I have to play smart. I can't give the ref any decisions. And again, I look, I, I want to make this very clear because I do see a few comments of frustration in the live chat. I don't want to say we, we lost this game because of the ref exclusively. I'm simply saying that there's cards and fouls that maybe in in a different circumstance, maybe not playing in Portugal might have not been given. And I'll, I'll bring in the example of Kai Havertz. Uh, the Porto player runs towards him from behind. Kai had no idea he was there. He was coming. Kai's jostling for the ball. The guy runs into his arm. Kai gets booked. Little things like that, I do think it, it plays a big part. So yeah, Declan Rice playing right in front of our back four, being the defensive unit that he is. I think getting a yellow card from there, it's it's hard, man, because it, it changes your entire perspective on how you're going to approach the game. And not only that, it kind of put puts a leash on on the entire game, and, and the, the Porto players know, and they were fishing for yellow cards the entire the entirety of the ninety plus minutes. So, yeah, it's it's a difficult one. Uh, I'll say this: well played for Declan Rice in the sense that you do need to have some discipline not to get carded again and know when to tackle and not to tackle and what you could get away with. So he got the first yellow. It was unfortunate, but props to him for having the defensive or the the mental fortitude to know how to control the game for a full 90 minutes, really, having a yellow card that early. Yeah, people not happy about um, about Reyes placing and for Declan's placement for, for when we conceded that goal. Good point from and lots of numbers. Uh, not Reyes' fault. Rice should have got closer to him, standing that shot down. Why is he doing a Koscielny, old school, <laughs> and turning his back? Who knows? Oh, no, uh, they spoiled it for us. I didn't know they scored. No, they didn't. We started this pot at 0-0. Zero, zero. <laughs> uh, BX says, moving Trossard to midfield after he's been shining up top, ruined our flow. Did you notice how often during the game that Havertz would be further back than Rice? I'm looking at that thinking, I've looked away for maybe when I got my dinner, did this or that, and then maybe I've missed the fact that Havertz has been up front. But the, the only time... And the placement for the corners, Mike. I mean, what's going on with the uh, the free... Uh, the corner? Declan Rice and corners scoring goals throughout that run of five games. Oh, let's let Saka take the corners. And then you've got... Havertz would always be in the opposite uh, the opposite end of the, the corner, in the, that far end of the, the box, so far, as far away inside the box as he could be. And then you'd have Gabriel and Saliba far post, both of those two nodding the balls wide and over. I'm thinking, why isn't Havertz there? He's he's the one who's used to uh, doing stuff like that. He's been on a decent run of form doing stuff. But it's just weird how all of a sudden we go, yeah, that corner thing with Declan, that's working wonders, right? Let's not do that anymore. Let's try something else. Any thoughts on that? If if it's if it's not broke, don't fix it, is is what you're saying, Danny. So at but the end of the fixed game, it and broke it. Yeah, there you go. If I'm not mistaken, let's let's check the stats. I do have them handy dandy right next go, to me. Go, 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 baby. Ten, ten corners total for the Arsenal. It does look like we were aiming for that back post. I could only think of one truly, ignoring the the crossing aspect of the corners. I could only think of one which I looked at it and I was like, for fuck's sake, you should have got a, a better a, a better contact with that. And that was Kai Havertz yeah. at the end of the first half. It was either at the end of the first or Start of the second. No, end of the first. I, and um, I was just kind of like, dude, you there. You were elevated. You were about a foot over your defender. And somehow you completely 
misjudged the trajectory of the of the ball. So I was disappointed because that could have been massive for us going into the first half with the goal up. So unfortunate, but you know, I don't know. You, we we were just praising this team a lot in the league, having been one of the the teams that had scored the most on set pieces, and we had three to four free kicks in really good positions plus the 10 corners. And we literally did not manage a shot on target. So that's, that's a rough writing uh, again, Danny, for what it's worth. I'm not going to speak about the corners because if, if you want to get into the corners, I, I would like to uh, talk about the ref and the Porto players, what their strategy was. But overall, I think Porto was extremely defensively solid very tactical, kept their concentration. And in that sense, I guess I got to give them their flowers. Phrase I've never heard before. Uh, so good points here. Cantery Guna, deserved win for Porto. We were extremely poor. Our fan base deserves this after their arrogant their arrogant predictions. My predi- I, I said 4-0 and then a friend of mine messaged me and she said uh, 2-0 and I said 1-0. I said I'd be happy with a 1-0. I'm happy. I mean, a one losing 1-0 isn't the end of it because they come to the Emirates and we'll beat them. So I'm not worried at all. I'm just disappointed about the, the quality of the, the display and the lack of goals considering how many goals we've been scoring. And if Porto were in the Premier League, they, they would struggle to be a top-half team. They, I mean, they've got a 40-year-old centre-back. He, he had to get people to carry him on. He's so old. Every time he made a tackle, it was like that bloke from um, from, from Ghostbusters. There's a big pile of dust every time he did anything because he's so old and creaky. But he had a great game. I mean, just looking, what what his, his rating was a 6.9. Oh, pardon me. Uh, Saliba, 6.1. Gabriel, 6.4. Kivior, 5.9. And a booking. White, 6.2. Raya, 6.2. The highest rating we got, and he only brought on one sub during the whole game. We're going to come to that near later on in the game. How could you only bring on one substitute? We needed to do something. He's not listening, is he? Just making me fucking angry talking about it. I was going to get rid of the little banner there. I didn't realise I had it up. It said Mike Hurts lead with the Guatemalan Arsenal Ultras. We don't we don't talk about that, do we? <laughs> we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that at all. <laughs> um, right. So yeah, like you're saying, if you um, guns and yellow ribbons, uh, Trev Fergus. Dan and the Scandinavian bloke, he was there. They all went together. I think they might have taken some of their their partners with them. So many Arsenal fans went there. Pictures all over Twitter, having a great time. Lovely food, lovely weather, lovely cold beers, living it outside while we're freezing our ass off over here. And they have spent an act. It's not cheap to go to Portugal, especially if you're only going to go there for three or four days. And they have spent a fortune. And if I was in the crowd, I would be really disappointed about the performance that they've showed the the lack of um, of uh, creativity. It's not the end of the world. I'm just disappointed with you. Now you need to go in the garden, have a sit down, and have a word with yourself. Um, some other good points. Uh, Phil said, "No shots on target from nine corners. What? Why the face? I think WTF means why the face." Uh, <laughs> Stefan says, "We didn't dominate everything." Richard Morris is there. Good God, I thought you died. Nice to see you. See you. I'll let you finish that. Uh, Martinelli and Saka were woeful this evening, says And Sai says, I think, uh, as a team, fit enough to play one game a week. Well, I don't agree with that. Um, BX is agreeing with you. Bum lick. Matthew Correa, uh, I think we should have scored off one of those set pieces. One of them, Matt. Well, yeah, at least one of them. We should have done something. Piss poor. Uh, just start, don't change it. It works. Why fuck around? I know we've got a set-piece coach. Sack him. 
get another one in for the next game because he's 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 he spunked his load too soon in all the other games recently, and now he's right. He's he's dry. He's had enough. It's not working. Uh, that's me saying hello. Hello, me. Hello. Uh, what else have we got there? Rudy says, feel free to shout if because I'm just getting through these so they don't feel left out. Uh, we had so many corners tonight, but did absolutely nothing. That's true. Okay. BX. So, so I want to talk about those corners if you don't mind. Go ahead. Go, read, go, go. Read out. Okay, go ahead and go. So Richard Morris, who you, um, from what I know, he's uh, this this. He put in a quote from Arteta. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it at face value and say this is accurate. It does sound like something Arteta was gonna say, and and I know we're all frustrated about the ten corners not leading to goal. But Arteta says every touch in the penalty area in the corners was a foul. I yes. call me crazy, but Danny, there was a point in which it was like our seventh or eighth corner of the. Are game. Are you talking about the 41st minute when five Porto players ended up on the floor? We'll pick one, Danny, because it happened every single flip. <laughs> it was more time. like fucking bowling. Yeah, no, and I was talking about one that happened 70th minute or so, 75, 79 minutes, where literally their goalie tripped over their defender and it was yeah. called a foul. And I yeah. and PVR like was about a yard off from the goalie. And I was I was like, what the actual shit is going on here? So dude, you know, like I'm I'm just looking at these things and the ref was just over egg in the pudding as far as talking to the players, not allowing them to, to make any contact. Every single corner, we saw him arguing with Ben White, um, to, you know, essentially tr- doing his best to get Ben White away from the from their keeper, which is neither here or there. You know, you, you could call it 50-50. But it's, it's a tactic to be annoying to, to, her, uh, to a goalkeeper. I just thought every single corner, Porto's tactics to defend this was – Let's just fucking fall over. Yeah, and the ref bought it every single flipping time, and it just—it's so frustrating because, and this is why you know I, I just tweeted before we started this podcast is while I, I sympathize with some of the comments and saying it's it's one zero, it's not the end of the tie, the Emirates, England, et cetera, et cetera. I'm I'm there. I, I completely agree with that, but I have to say. The time wasting, the dark arts, and the flopping that Porto is going to do at the Emirates in a few weeks is going to be toxic behavior. I assure you, it's going to drive everybody crazy, and they will spend and waste all the time possible since will minute it be one. The same, for sure. Do you know if it will be the same referee for the the second leg? Oh I'm God, I'm not. Sure I not. I'm not 100 sure, but I don't know about that. I don't one. know how that works. Woof. That would be. That'll be something. Uh, like uh, long-term f- uh, friend of the pod, Ron Ree says, that's the joys of European football. We will win the home leg comfortably. I, I like that. Yes, I, I agree with that. And then someone else put, I'm just doing tweets at the same time. Um, someone put, uh, where was it? Uh, Jimmy H, a typical Arsenal last 16 performance. <laughs> football heritage, Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> our, our very own Femster. Says, if I know you were awake, Fem, I'd have invited you to come on. Uh, everyone thinks we will get a different type of ref in the second second leg. I think you're all in for a shock. The way Porto players will throw themselves on the ground uh, mm-hmm. around the ball will hardly be in play. Yeah, I know he's got work tomorrow, which is why he can't do tomorrow's podcast. Uh, Russ Morgan is there. Hello, Russ. Uh, the occasion got to them, plain and simple. I mean, that's a, a very very nice stadium. I mean, I, personally, if I could move, I'd go and move to Portugal. My team is Penafiel, they're shit. So I think I'd have to adopt one of the big three. And I think I would go for Benfica because of uh, Stefan Schwartz. 
And also, who else did we loan to Benfica? There's one for the boys and girls in chat. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you in a couple of minutes. We had another Dutch player that we lent loaned to Benfica. Don't look like you're going to try and figure it out, Mike. You've only been a fan since Christmas. <laughs> Stefan says, they were playing for fouls. We were playing for corners. Yes, indeed. Oh, here we go. That quote from uh, Arteta from Richard. Uh, Richard Morris, hopefully, he will tell us a lie. Rudy says, what we really need at the Emirates is more pace in the game. We played a very slow and predictable tonight. Uh, talking about that, um, who, who is it who said that? Oh, Rudy Rastos. I haven't had any quotes from you this season, Rudy. You've let yourself down. On the bench, we had El Nenny, no pace. Hein, no pace. Vieira, probably not fit. Uh, Cedric, no pace. Ramsdale, no Two goalkeepers on the bench. Yes. Nelson? I, I yeah, I, I saw the comment of where the substitutes were, and because we only had one substitute. And if if you look at the 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 bench, as you just mentioned, you know, yeah. Jorginho, Ramsdale, Smithrow, Eddie and Ketia. Look, Vieira, Nelson, Aneni, Hain, Buneri, Sweet, and Heaven. Heaven uh, players, not just, sweet Heaven. They're just making stuff up now. Heaven. Yeah, Aiden Heaven and James Sweet. I I, I kid you not. All right. So I'll say this: if we're being realistic and this is one of the points that i pointed out uh, on yesterday's show you know when we spoke about the rotation i was thinking who are they going to rotate in and i said maybe if fabio vieira gets a few minutes you might see a little bit more of him versus newcastle smith Rowe only barely came back from injury as well yeah. look match fitness matters so you could you could look at it on the aspect of saying hey Arteta didn't change anything, but in reality, if you're looking at that long list of players, look, Elneny is match fit, but you're not going to play him. Cedric Suarez, nobody wants to see him play. Everybody wants to see like Walters play. So I, I get the frustration of the result. Absolutely. Um, I'm as bitter as as all of you guys are for, with the 1-0. Uh, sorry for the spoiler, Danny. They did score at the very end. Uh, but if you're looking at that bench, man, if you think about it, there wasn't exactly a lot of players on that bench where you could say, oh, he's going to come in and change the, cha change the game. The, the most, maybe a Smith Rowe, but let's remember he's been off for the last two weeks now, I believe, because he got he got re-injured slightly or had a slight knock. Rudy Rastlow said, hey, you ask for quotes and quotes are out there. Look at that. The second one up, Arteta, if you want to be in the quarterfinals, you have to beat your opponent, and that's what we have to do at the Emirates. Cheers, Rudy. Really appreciate it, sir. That is that is true. Let's have a little scroll through. Uh, we haven't even got to the first minute of the game. There's no point going through the minutes of the game, really. Is there? <laughs> we, we've wasted our bloody time. Um, Seb on Twitter. If you are watching us on Twitter, there's only six of you now. That's a shame. Um, if, you, if, if we're not following you on Twitter, just tweet the podcast at the AFC podcast and go, Oi, follow me. Just that. And I'll follow you back. As long as you're following us, of course. That's how it works. 35,100 of you. Why, where are you all now? It'd be nice if you all came along and watched. That would be pretty decent if we had 35,000 people watching this show. I mean, that'd be 35,500 very disappointed human beings, but <laughs> at least they'd be watching. Uh, Seb says, but given the lack of chances, a draw was essential, hence Jorginho. I mean, I made a note that when Jorginho came on, it was obviously shutting up shot, going, yep, yeah, nil-nil, that'll do. And it would have done, but I'm not too down. Rudy, this goal is the fault of Martinelli doing his ridiculous pass. Someone else put, um, where was it? It was um, someone being a little bit mean about, oh, I can't find it. Uh, Jimmy says, difference is this goalkeeper who is 
over six foot one saves a shot not five foot eleven uh ron Ree, talk to me about the fouling and the falling over by porto players on our corners done that uh si says sell the club could do might get a good few quid for it i think we get at least a billion what will we spend it on buy a new club we could sell the entire club and you could afford Mbappe. I'm I don't know for... how that works, but chicken and egg. <clears throat> uh, Matthew says, Erdegaard was okay, but Saka and Martinelli were both dead ends, too slow from everybody. Um, oh, this is one I was looking for from Avon, not Teddington. Just turned up to find out how Martinelli's poor decision-making is really the fault of Saka and Erdegaard like normal. <laughs> <laughs> ah drago is there uh, a lot of fans need a reality check maybe the team needed it to needed it too yes possibly uh gaming lord says fuck arsenal on facebook well thank you very much for joining him short and sweet <laughs> um it's your opinion and uh some of the some of the people in the chat will agree with you Ah, uh, richard says he's alive just um let's scroll down to where else we got to uh, Davidson, another match asked Arteta Costas. Negative, no subs. Looks like we're having, having, looks like we haven't done any passing or attacking training. Ray is a joke. Have it every game. Never playing ESR. Well, fuck me. That's, uh, that's a whole lot of anger there, Davidson. That, Where were you um, for the last five games before this when we were banging in goals and looking like the greatest team in the history of football? Oh, H is there, my mate in Brazil. How are you doing, sir? 90 minutes, one substitution. Where was Arteta? We might, um, Mike just covered all the, the substitutions. We had fuck all on the bench. So they're, they're probably, you can't really take off Martinelli and Saka for during the game because they are our outlets to score goals and terrorise their fullbacks. So you had Nelson. Well, you only bring Nelson on if he's going to play on the wing. You, you couldn't take the risk of that. Eddie couldn't score in a, in a Portuguese brothel. No point bringing him on. Who else is on the bench? Uh, Heaven, made up name. Sweet, who will now refer to Sweet Man. Just so I can get my... The only one is Manwari. But would, would this be too big of a stage for Manwari to come on and run right out front? Do you think he'd get any chances? I don't, you know, Arteta speaks a lot about game states and, you know, like he caught a lot of flack for PSV uh, being a game in which hypothetically, you know, the, the team could lose and still qualify. And, you know, he, he got a lot of flack and they asked him after that and said like game states matter. So I don't think if he played a 16, 17 year old kid in a, in a game in which he was allowed to lose, so allowed, lack of better terms here, he's never allowed to lose a game. Um, I don't think this was the game. The, the, the atmosphere was insane. The players for Porto were uh, doing their thing tactically, which was very frustrating. It was a very physical job, very physical game. I don't see any positive upswing with Waneri getting game time for this game. It's literally downhill. Um, physicality downhill atmosphere downhill uh he wasn't going to perform anything out of the ordinary in my humblest of opinions i don't think he was gonna show up and pull like a sesh fabregas and and just dominate and, and create an opportunity so i think it was too crazy of an atmosphere and a type of game to to put in a 17 year old kid in, in winery he's he's talented i'm sure his time will come but as we've seen Arteta has no problem bleeding them in in opportunities where I'm going to call it a safe environment day. And I think most likely would have seen Winery again versus Burnley when we were five up, right? We had seen it the game before, but unfortunately he was injured. So I just don't think play the kids is the 
is the solution um, in a hectic Champions League last 16 game away in Portugal? I've been on the Monster, sugar-free. I'm not an animal. I've been on the uh, Electrolytes and the Pepsi Max. I am very windy. Rudy says, Arteta, a quote, very disappointing in the way we gave the game away at the end. If you cannot win it, don't lose it. Jolly good. Avon, not Teddington. Uh, Jesus and party have now done less than 50% of their available minutes of their careers at Arsenal. Tragic. Boy Tragic. 10, disaster. That's what I love about Boy 10. Straight to the point, no fucking about. Rudy, um, we dominate a quote from Arteta. Cheers, Rudy. We dominated the game, but we lacked purpose to generate much more threat in their back line. True. Zed on Twitter. Hello. We have lost the most round 16. We have the most round 16 losses in Champions League history. Now, that was something they said before the game started. And I thought, well, we're, we're going to put a stop to that, aren't we? Because uh, um, when we won't do, surely we won't do that again, will we? Um, so I've got a little something here to share with you, with you wonderful people. There you go. I like that. We're, we're number one in losing on the last 16. Never say we're, we're number one, Danny. We are number one at something. And here you go. Here is the list of all Arsenal's games. So the games we lost at in the last 16, lost, lost in 16-17, lost, lost in 15-16, lost one in 14-15, lost Drew in 13-14, and lost one in 12-13, lost one in 11-12 and one lost in 10-11 and then also go down to 6-7 lost Drew I mean these are the last two games in in that Champions League before we got knocked out and then you go down to 0-4-0-5 lost and a win and I think uh, I think that's it yep that's quite a lot of losses I mean you look overall in Europe I think I've got it added up here 344 games 182 wins 74 draws 89 losses when that's an, a win percentage rate of 52.9. I mean, there will be teams that have done worse, wouldn't they? I love that you you take the time to put these type of spreadsheets together, by the way, Dan. I mean, look at this. Look at the formula for that. Equals sum brackets X66 minus Y66. Don't fuck around when it comes to, to stats and brackets and formulas on this. I love it. That's how I keep track of stuff. There's I've got a... this on what time I get out of bed every day. Right, stop that nonsense. It might be boring people. <laughs> Uh, we're up to about 40 people on Twitter again, and now it's down to seven. There you go. <laughs> There's uh, Rudy Rassel's once again, Arteta, with a quote from him. Every time we touch somebody, it seemed to be a foul, but we will learn and do better. And I think that was essentially the the, the story of this game. I mean, look, uh, he, he mentioned dominating them. Yeah. Look, I, I think them not having the ball was part of their game plan. So ultimately, the game ended with 35% to 65% possession. We did damn near double their passes at 274 versus 494. It's just, and, but here's the fouls, the fouls thing that we were, we were kind of talking about 22 fouls to 14. And it, you know, in the yellow cards ultimately ended up being pretty even to three, two, the two that Porto got was towards the end of the game, very cynical fouls. But I think what everybody's going to go back to is the rotational fouling, the consistent fouling for Porto, what they got away with, how little we got away with, and essentially what ended up being about 13 set pieces, set piece plays that we were not able to capitalize on. 13, sure, they were shit bags defensively and during those 13 uh, set piece plays, and I absolutely hated it, but um, that's part of the game. Unfortunately, the, the ref bought into it, and they saw that he bought into it, and they continued to do it. 
Um, two of the people that are uh, the ABW's deep thinkers are Avon, another good one. I'm more concerned we didn't start Jorginho. They pushed a high line like Spurs and we didn't find the ball to get behind. And Boy 10, like I was saying, agreed Avon. Also called for Jorginho to start today. Bizarre that he didn't. When you think the job that he has done historically at... Was he at Napoli when he was a magman before Chelsea paid fifty million for him? Yes. He dominated Serie A. He was magnificent. Come to Chelsea, really, really good there as well. He's still only thirty-one. He's going to be doing this until he's thirty-five, thirty-six. If he wants to go back and play, if he wants to play for AC Milan, he'll be doing it in his mid-forties because they, uh, they like they like the pensioners, don't they, Mike? Yes, they do. Uh, we were just speaking about Jorginho yesterday and how he is a very progressive passer. So. I fully agree with those two comments. Uh, whether he, you know whether it was right to start him or not, it, it's up in the air. Um, I could see your reasons for starting him. I I had my own criticism of the midfield being Trossard was in the midfield, so um, everybody's do their opinion. And Jorginho is a very positive move. He, he a helps you defensively, and b um, he's a progressive passer. I, I, I kind of always said Jorginho is closer to a parte type of mold than Declan Rice, the parte type of mold. So if you're playing a midfielder that deep and you do need ball progression, uh, I love Declan Rice for what he does defensively. And occasionally yeah. he does have the habit of driving the, the ball forward. He's a great player. This isn't a, as Tom Canton likes to say, just because I say I like waffles doesn't mean I don't like pancakes. Um, it's simply it's different traits that the players have, and and Jorginho would have played that deep line spot a little bit more progressive, most likely, and it would have cured my issue with the left eight position because Declan Rice would have been there instead of uh, Trossard. So I think that would have been a perfect balance of a midfield. In hindsight, I couldn't tell you what Arteta was thinking starting and changing things up uh, for this midfield and starting eleven after the league performance that we had versus this game, I can't tell you why he changed things up, but um, yeah, that's just me expanding on the Jorginho thing. I, I do completely agree with that. There's another comment, by the way, Danny at the very bottom from, from Rudy. Rudy is, he, he sees the moment you called him out for not having quotes and here he is just dropped hmm. halftime quotes for us, man. You got to love him. Arteta's quote is obviously we have to manage much better when you cannot win the way we handled the ball on three occasions in deep areas, it's not good enough. And those were essentially the three shots. One of them didn't count as a shot on target, by the way, Danny. That was early in the first half when Porto both hit the post and then it went right. Ironically, that didn't count as a shot on target. But they, that's why the stats say two shots on target. But that's probably the three the three chances that Afteta is speaking about. So, yeah, the goal... Plenty of blame to go around. I guess it's it's one of those things when some when you concede a goal like that. I've seen Saka, Declan Rice, Martinelli, and Raya all on the list of naughty the naughty list for that goal. So pick your poison, Danny. It's whoever you want to pick and choose. I personally, um, we lost possession a little clumsy. State of play. I will say for, I, I sympathize a little bit with Raya because I, I think it was an elite shot. It was so well-placed. Um, I think it'd be hard-pressed for a lot of goalkeepers to put a hand on that. If people are watching this and thinking, why does the score say nil-nil? Well, in the 93rd minute of the game, I did it at nil-nil, and so I've just changed it again. StreamYard won't let me change it on absolutely anywhere. 
Um, on, on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. I've changed it on YouTube on the YouTube channel, on our um, direct admin channel, but all the other stuff keeps saying nil-nil, and I've changed the avatar, the um, the picture. Won't let me change it. So we have, we're have we not deluded thinking, oh, we actually it was nil-nil. No, it won't let me change it, because quite frankly, it's a scumbag. So uh, there you go. Uh, right, let's go and um, have a look at some of the... The notes that we made go quickly go through these to show that we could actually be bothered. Ninth, if you've got any minutes before well, after all mine, then uh, let me know. I've got ninth minute, eighty five percent possession. This is looking good. Slowly, slowly. Fifteenth minute, finally Pepe gives away a free kick. Surprised he didn't get a yellow, being the player that he is. Seventeen. Interesting. Most interesting fact tonight: Pepe made his Champions League debut when Saka was three. Whoa, <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> So he made his Champions League debut 19 years ago at the age of 21. Wow. And I'm 13 years older than Pepe. So I made my Champions League debut when Pepe was three. I don't know if that's right. I just made it up. 20th minute, their player spanked the ball against the post after Gabriel slid in and fell over. The ball came loose. Then it came back out and he spanked it again with all of his might. And it went wide at wide. Just as Sleever stood behind him looking at him going, oh. That was Matrix level shit, wasn't it? Have you ever seen yeah. anything like that in your life? Because you got to think, if if you were given the ball and you had to on, on half volley hit it against the post, then hit it wide, you're not ever not 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 once out of a hundred, you're never fucking doing that, are you? To make hit the ball in the right position so it hits the post and comes back out to you, so you can have another decent shot. Two shots on goal in the space of a, in about a second. That was mad, wasn't it? How angry would we be if that had been someone like? Um, I don't know, Enketia. We'd have wanted him banned from playing football, wouldn't we? <laughs> I, I'm just at. impressed. I'm impressed that he managed to get a foot on the the rebound because that ball came back in a split of a second. So his reaction time in general was really amazing, uh, impressive to me. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's insane. Yeah, uh, Rudy says. Um, obviously, we have to manage the. Have you read this one? Yes, sir. Okay, good. Because I am not sitting here looking pretty, people. I'm tweeting. I'm I'm going through my notes and I'm updating stuff as we go along. I'm I'm just a uh, multilingual. You got to get your your cat on the admin duties, and maybe he can yes. do some background work for you. Good. Uh, Boy says Eugenio needs to play a left central midfield, actually, but it's just details now. I think he can play in either of those two because him and Declan Rice will swap positions. Yes. Did you read the lack of threat from Rudy? Negative. Ah, read that one out then while I go and press buttons. Go for it. <laughs> that this quote. We lack threat. We lack much more threat, more aggression when we had the ball in the final third, especially in the back as well. More purpose to hurt them. So I, I think that was – he was speaking a little bit about the the aimless runs that a lot of our uh, wingers ended up doing. I mean, it, it wasn't Martinelli's and Saka's night. I'll, I'll tell you that. Um, again, I, I – I do. Uh, the great, great Clive Palmer likes to say that. Don't, that don't, awesome. don't bum lick him on here. He doesn't know <laughs> what he's on about. Okay, he the, makes the, it up. Okay, the horrible Clive Palmer often says <laughs> the other team gets to do tactics too. And again, I'm just, I'm just giving Porto their defensive flowers because I do believe to defend with that severity for a full ninety plus minute, you do need to be incredibly. Uh, smart and concentrated is what I'm going to say. But yeah, for what we've grown to get used to as far as Martinelli and Saka goes, we were flat. I mean, and you brought it up with you 
we scored 20 plus goals in the last few games and then we ended up with this type of result it you know it kind of splits your opinion right you're like they're defensively good but at the same time your your brain is trying to rationalize how can a team score that many goals and go create that many shots on target and all that good stat stuff underlying metrics as i was talking last um last pod and then here we go with zero shots on target so it's it's difficult to marry those two uh ways of thinking it's annoying gregory Bela says still having a problem at the dragon stadium shite uh that's very good i managed to see get around the swear field well there you can swear as much as you want in the chat you might have to get around the swear field but be uh, be creative yeah that is i said last night in the preview show we have played three games there lost two drawn one well no it's lost three and drawn one i do numbers i do all the numbers um mr waffle said maybe you should buy him des moran says the way porto played won't wash at the emirates we will hammer them however our defending at the end was definitely inexcusable and stan is grabbing at straws don't panic teabag will save us in the second leg love it lovely um oh avon says a quote from sam dean there were 36 fouls in arsenal's loss to porto tonight to put that into context there were 19 in the match at burnley last weekend before tonight arsenal's average prior to this game was 21.5 fouls was that against us or for um was that on us or we're us on them I'm let me see. Uh, I have some it's total. It was uh 22 fouls for the Arsenal, 14 fouls for Porto, a 36 total. So, uh, for the other stats that he mentioned, um, the 21 and everything, maybe they were split, but this I, I think he's combining them. This game alone, it was 36, 14 to 22. Avon has assumed I am wearing pants, I am wearing uh checkered socks and a t shirt. Don't bother getting dressed when there's nobody here. I do get worried because one of my cats, I've got five cats, Dora, she now gets, she stands on the front footrest at the front of my chair between my legs underneath the desk. And sometimes I don't know she's there. And she has a habit of, of pouring me when she wants attention. I'm thinking, don't pour that, love. Don't. I don't want them coming out, falling on the floor and having to shovel them back in after they've been on the floor covered in cat fur. Uh, Boy Ten says Porter did all the dark arts. They are the dark arts. Avon awarded against us. Ah, oh, Via Red Redita. My good God, where have you? But used to be blue, and we said, why are you Vera Blue Tira? And then this person, I don't know if it's a boy or girl. Don't even know if you're human. Aliens are everywhere. Aliens are everywhere. They Just are watching the, us. On the Boy Ten comment, Porter did all the dark arts. Yeah. I saw a brilliant tweet saying this is like playing against eleven Bruno Fernandeses. It was. <laughs> I mean, they should, they should have been wearing those giant inflatable sumo suits, so when they fall over, they don't hurt themselves. But nice to see you, Vira. Been an absolute age. Good, glad that you're back on Twitter and watching us. Uh, shame it's when we've lost. Um, I forgot to press play on that bit, didn't I? Uh, so let's quickly go through some more notes. Remember, Mike, uh, Mike jump in if you have any. And uh, Saka Corner. Hold on. 26 minutes. Our set-piece player placements are all new. We talked about that a little bit. 34, Saka Corner. Mayhem, as it's been all night. Saliba jumps far post and puts it wide. They have no idea how to deal with our set-pieces. And I'll add to that little asterisk other than falling over. <laughs> 37 nico powerful shot goes over raya that was a really good chance for them to score wasn't it 37th minute it was yeah it was another an, another uh d- set piece type of thing Did where i put you off by waving 
you threw me off by, by waving. Also, I, I was trying to keep track with my notes because you mentioned chime in, but you're rattling them off. And I'm like, I, I don't want to cut you off, so to say. But... You cut me off, boy. You know more no, than I no, do. No, I'm no, making no. up as I go along. Yeah, you wouldn't be like... surprised if I get my Tesco shopping listings inside. Actually, a cardo. Tesco's won't accept my credit card. Fuck them. Going to a cardo. That'd learn them. Go on. God, no, no. Uh, to finish up the first half, personally, I got 45 minutes. Kai misses a header at the corner. Yep. I, I spoke about that a little earlier. 55 minutes, it was another corner. Trossard volley goes high. That came from a corner, but the commentator did mention that there was a foul that would have been called most likely. So had Trossard connected with that ball, most likely wouldn't have done. Now, Kivier, first yellow, 56 minute. Personally, well-earned. It was, you know, he knew what he was doing. He was stopping uh, Consensao, I believe it was. uh, Stopped him from going into the box. That's what I would look, like to refer to as a smart foul at that point. 58th minute, Danny, I think field starts opening it up for both teams. So I'm seeing a little bit more movement, a little bit less defensive, and we're getting into the boxes a little bit more. Uh, minute 60, I do have – I wrote down – and if somebody watches WWE, uh, you, they'll understand this term. But I, I got 60th minute, Porto players are crybaby bitches. Um, <laughs> so there's your be... WWE reference of the of the pod. Hold on, so hold on. I'm gonna write that down. Um, I haven't got a name for tomorrow night's pod. It'll get us demonetized, Mister Hertz. But I'm gonna use that as tomorrow's podcast name. Porto, <laughs> cry, baby, bitches. There we go. There you That's go. Tomorrow's podcast named. Uh, will you want any kind of reimbursement for that? If you no, do, no, you can no. deal with my lawyer, Shotgun Bastard and Dribble. If anybody <laughs> knows what that's from, I'll be fucking impressed. Shotgun Bastard and Dribble. You feel free to save all your pesos with me. 60 Good. minutes, 61 minutes, Port Player finally gets booked. 65, Saliba, brilliant. And that was um, Aranda Gelato. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, I had his damn name in my brain, but it, they're striker. He went past, he broke through, he was getting to the box, and, and Saliba just brilliantly shouted him the entire way and just blocked the shot. I thought that was a really good one. Um, 70, 70th minute, referring to the Arsenal, I'll kill for a shot on target right now. Shortly after that, I didn't put a minute because I just wrote on my notes, I hate Liverpool, and that was when I found out oh. that they won. That's when I found out that they won for one <laughs> And then 79th minute, Danny, I have it. Porto players fouling themselves in the corner. Ref gives foul. And we alluded to that a little bit earlier. And last but not least, minute 90, what I refer to a worldy of a goal and what others refer to as bad play all around by the Arsenal. Wonderfully summarized. Um, the Colos Used Cars is the actual unofficial official sponsor of a Burkhart Wonderland. If anybody is after a 1982 Fiat 500 with three wheels, the roof missing and the windows don't work and it hasn't had an MOT since the 70s, then uh, pop over to Colo's Used Cars um, on, on on Instagram and on MySpace and use the code word ABW and it will charge you an extra 25% on the value of the car. Uh, Mr. Waffles' pants are the worst. Very to pantaloons, dear boy. Uh, our very own stances, WWF reference, reference the Cody Crybabies. Yep. Lovely. Patrick Carlson, uh, leader of the, the the Arsenal Sweden Ultras, as I've decided. There were referee there were referee in the game, just a whistling donkey awarded every dive. Toby 
I am so impressed with, well done, absolutely genius. It was indeed the solicitors that Edward Elizabeth Hitler, yes, they were related, um, as his solicitors, when things go wrong, I think they might have well have killed a bus conductor and chucked him on top of a boss. So Tony and Stasi, Anastasi, is that right? Doesn't sound like it should be, but maybe. Uh, Cola says, I can't believe I still pay for these ad reads. Mate, it's the best £2.50 a season you will ever get. Patrick says, there are no referee in the game, just a whistling donkey every awarded every time. I did wonder if you were typing out on your phone and auto-corrected it. Ah, Tony says, cheers. Yep, bottom is legendary. If you want to understand my humour, Mike, and anyone else, go out, watch Blackadder, not Series 1. Don't be crazy. Don't watch Series 1, Series 2, 3, 4. Uh, you could get away with Series 2 and 3. And then go and watch Young Ones, both series. Then go and watch Bottom, both series. And what else to get my kind of sense of humour? Mm, I shall let you know later on in the show, possibly. Uh, so, yep, Tony's uh, Tony's got it. That's made me very happy, Tony. Thank you very much. Uh, what minute did you get down to? Did you summarise the entire second half? I went all the way to the 90th minute, yeah, myself. You you took care of the first half, so I decided just to rattle Wonderful. off the second half. I don't know if you if I miss anything um, in, in your notes. One, uh, we, we don't share notes, but yeah. Did you get the one on the 74th minute where they were about to make a quick break and Erdegaard ran up, put his body in front of him, blocked the bloke, the bloke fell over, the ball went out, and we got the throw in. I thought that was a wonderful bit of um, blocking by Erdegaard. Loved it. That so, might have potentially been where I added the crybaby bitches comment because I think what what it was is he he ran up on them. He once there was contact, the part of player just fling his hands up and just went down to the ground. I think that might have been the crybaby bitches comment that I made. Who knows? Right, Mike, the bit everybody is waiting for. We have waited um, 48 minutes before giving away the spoiler. Mike, let the boys and girls, mums and dads, cats and dogs, elephants and hippos, because they do watch. And if you are a giraffe, don't put your face through my window because you will get a smack if you go for my toast. Tell them about what happened at the very end of the game. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> we were uh, trying to get the ball out. Falls at the feet of Martinelli. He, he look, in, in my opinion, I, I, this is where I, I think people are, are blaming him. He tries a very tricky pass. So pass goes out over and on the other side of the field to the right-hand side. Declan Rice is in that area, doesn't exactly get to it. Here is where I'm I'm going to say a little bit sympathetic for Raya. It, it looks like we're on the break and we're about to counterattack and we're in transition. The entire team t- goes up a few yards up. That includes Raya. Unfortunately, a bounce isn't too favorable. Declan Rice loses possession of the ball after receiving it from Martinelli. Porter receives it a little bit of a dribble. And then again, what I sum up as a brilliant fucking shot, Danny, um, you can make the argument that Declan could have been a little bit more defensively solid. You can make the argument that Saka could have been defensively solid. They were all in or around the area, but unfortunately beautiful curler Raya tries, but that ball goes within inches. And I mean, it was a beautiful curved shot. So, I feel hard pressed. I know that the commentary that I was watching at on Paramount here in America, they were looking at Raya heavily for for his position. But I don't know, man. I just wonder goal for me. Um, and it's a total buzzkill because at this point, you and I were probably both thinking, hell, hell you created the the thumbnails and everything. You were already putting zero zero. 
Yep. And we were already sat back as as our Arsenal supporters saying, okay, 0-0, zero, zero, we take this back to the Emirates. At the end of the day, for as horrible of a night this was, I think 0-0 zero, zero was okay, but that was a dagger to the heart, man. I'm not sure what Mr. Waffles is doing here. Oh, no, it's Poltergoost. Do you mean you you know the TV series Rent-A-Ghost? Don't tell me an American knows about Rent-A-Ghost. And as Richard kindly puts, fatty towels, farty owls, and farty towels. I'm so lost uh, right now. That would be, uh, when you said Alton Towers there, it would be, oh, because I've said all those other words. I don't know what it's called. Oh, come on. What's it called? Forty Towers. That is so unpolitically correct. It goes on about World War II to uh, a German couple. Don't do that anymore. We don't do that. Forty Towers, as Avon says. Yes, indeed. That's another one to go and watch. But don't watch anybody with that with anybody who has more than one nose piercing, has blue, green, or yellow hair, or who identifies as a hedgehog because they're not going to like it. They're probably faint. They have a fainting fit. Well, we don't talk about that here, do we, Mike? We we are we are more grown up than that. Uh, so yeah, a magnificent goal. Not a lot you could have done about that. On a, on the good side, I have got a little thing here with all the goals and assists and contributions from all of our players from the last five games. Not had to edit it. Not had to do a single fucking thing. That saved me seconds. All you do is win, 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 no matter what. Danny. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's not right, is it? So there we go, boys and girls. That's it. We're all done. Um, we anybody got any questions? Uh, Richard says, um, or, or the Spanish, the Spanish Inquisition. Don't talk about them either, dirty bastards. Any questions? Put them in the chat. We only have one at the moment from Jimmy H32, who's in a very good um Halloween dressed up as uh, looks like someone from a, a Marvel comic, Joker, it, I would presume. Joker, yeah, mm, the it's green bit put me off. I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah, I get it. Uh, it says, for later, please, from our corners, the opposition will grab and pull down and don't even look at the ball. How are fouls not being given when they have no interest in going for the ball? Is there anything we can do about it, Mike? No, I mean, I, I think that's a standard of refereeing thing. I, I, it was really clear what they were aiming to do. Um, there was a lot of jostling going around, and I would have been fine if it was like a 50-50 thing where – they didn't call a foul either way, but they're grabbing us. You could see multiple times where Ben White is getting shoved yards and yards away from, from uh, the goalie, and there's no fouls being called for us. There's either completely ignoring it, portrait players falling over, or portrait players falling over over themselves and getting a, a, a foul called. So it was an extraordinarily very frustrating night for for the arsenal in the corners this time this this set pieces i can't remember the last time i've seen this shit show of a of a of every corner literally every single corner of the game the exact same thing happened and we never got any benefit of the doubt from the ref um, Patrick says, uh, how wasn't it 15 minutes of injury, stoppage time? The game had about 200 injuries. Avon says the kipper and the courts is still one of the funniest things ever written. I said it was a Spanish Inquisition. That was actually from the Monty Python TV show. Uh, as Richard points out, Manuel and Manuel's hamster. I know nothing. I'm from Barcelona. There you go. He was Pep before Pep. Who knew? You've never seen 40 Towers, have you? Go and find it. I will give you a link to okay. it. And if you get halfway through the first episode and stick with it, you will need uh, a um 
a medal. <laughs> I'll give you a website. I'm, but- I'm gonna tell you right now, Danny. My my other pod that I do with with the fellas, they and the live chat along with my co-hosts suggest movies, shows that I should watch. You don't and have time. It, it's an ever-growing list, and I'm gonna tell you right now, Danny. Nope. I'm not gonna click on that. I have all the time in the world. One day, Mike, when they've all left home and like my child, you might as well be dead to them. doesn't care. <laughs> you know, I went three weeks and the only person I saw was Sean's mum nicked over for five minutes and a bloke come around to have a look at my front door. In three weeks, I'm 53 and my life is over. I can't go out because it's mine. Is it lovely and sunny outside, Mike? Here here in California, yes. Yeah. Currently, I'm living the good life. I'm about to, as soon as this podcast ends, I'm off to the park with my kiddo. I'm going to go... As I like to say, I'm going to go touch grass and not let the arsenal bum my day out. Absolute makes me sick. I am stuck in this house with it cold and wet from October, November, December, January, February, and most of March, maybe one sunny day, because I can't go out because I get freezing cold and then my hands turn into curly sausage fingers. Six months of the year, I can't leave the house because it's too cold. Please, somebody in Portugal. I mean, Mike, could you adopt me? I mean, I do tan well. I could, you could, and my hair is just like, when I, when I used to have hair and it grows, it'd be just like your hair. I like it. I mean, if, if you could pull off the hair, Danny, you're more than welcome to come stay with me. Because God, no, no, live, not stay. No, yeah, <laughs> no, no, no balding around this household. Thank you very much. Can you give me a job? Give me a green card. I'll be straight there because <laughs> I need to live somewhere warm because well, I Danny, cannot well, deal with it. Well, shit, Danny, I don't even have a green card. What do you want me to do for you? I mean, come oh, on. Just, you're killing just, me. I'll photocopy your Guatemalan fake one that you had done on eBay. <laughs> I'll see if I can get one of those done. Um, Officially Patrick, entered the waffle point of the podcast. I like it. We have we have entered the waffle point. That's a good chance to stop it just before we get to one hour. Still 42 of you watching. We have four thumbs up and hearts and things on Facebook. There's 17 of you watching on Twitter. If you're watching on Twitter and we're not following you, let us know and we will follow you. And again, it is the, the, it won't let me update the score. If you go to our YouTube channel, the score and then the picture and everything has been updated because you two are not a scumbags. StreamYard are scumbags. And Facebook, don't get me started on them fucks. Wouldn't let me update a damn thing. Right, that's it. Thank you to Air much to everybody who joined in. Stefan says Danny's dog doesn't work in the rain. I would never own a dog. I am a cat person. Um Yes, so that that's it. Yeah, so thanks to everybody who watched. At one point, we had 122 watching on on Facebook, and we had about Whoa. 80 or 90 watching on YouTube. This is the one game of the season because we lost. Where were you lot for the last five games? We were banging in goals, putting our pants on our head, and running around like we, I don't know, were happy. I remember those days of being happy. I, know, I, I felt like I left the the YouTubers down today because I, I normally after a, a bad loss, there's supposed to be anger and rants and, and madness. And here I am all calm, cool, and composed about this game. So I'm sorry, Danny. I failed you. I should have uh, called a few people twats and whatnot and said that the out, I think I would have fat, fit in a whole lot better in the uh, YouTube community. Stan says, see you all tomorrow. Stan, how are you seeing everyone tomorrow? I'm not seeing you tomorrow. Hopefully, Stan will be doing the preview show with me on. Are we playing on Sunday or Saturday? Saturday. We, that's a great. I think it's Saturday. Saturday. We play Newcastle at seven o'clock. Uh, oh yeah, they're playing Saturday because they play Saturday at eight o'clock because of the Saudi link. So Newcastle has nice. favorable kickoff. Yep. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, Saturday like eight that. o'clock. So I will uh, next see you tomorrow on the podcast. It will be me, our very own Nick, and Richard. Richard is joining us, so we'll have a little bit of a chit-chat. And maybe, no, Femi's not coming because he's, he's working late. Uh, he has got to go into the office tomorrow. Um, 
he means friday of course he does dan is doing the preview show with me on for the the late hours of friday early hours of saturday morning uk time it'll be um, late afternoon early night uh, if you are in the usa north america canada mexico and guatemala if you're in any of those countries You'll be out doing these shows that we do. Uh, and the preview shows are working out pretty good. We get a whole new crowd in. That's lovely. And uh, that's it. So see you tomorrow and the next day. And then the day after that, Deke will be back. Uh, Deke isn't here because he um, his missus had a cold. Mrs. Deke has given it to Mr. Deke. And now Mr. Deke is all sneezy and his voice is gone, which is why uh, Mike stepped in to help. So Deke will hopefully be back on Saturday for the post-game show, which is going to be best part of 10 o'clock. Another late night one. I'll actually watch the game live. Whew, what time to be alive. Uh, people are saying thank you very much. Cheers to everybody who watched. Feel free to live, subscribe. Live chat, you have been awesome. Thank you so much. If you subscribe, you will get a bill from YouTube for two and a half thousand pounds a year, but it's worth it. We get a cut of that of eight pence. So that's it. Before I waffle anymore, Mike, tell people where they can find you on the Twitters and when is your next NAAP podcast? Hey, you remembered. Um, Mike Herz FC on Twitter. That's my personal account. NA Arsenal Pod. That's not another Arsenal podcast on YouTube. It's NA Arsenal Pod on Twitter. Uh, our show is going to be on tonight in four and a half hours. So cool. 7.30 p.m. Pacific, 10.30 Eastern, and then 3.30 a.m. in the U.K. Feel free to catch us on the rebound. If you like, that'd be awesome. But yeah, not another Arsenal podcast. Um, I'm normally the host, so... If it makes anybody feel any better, I'm gonna be talking a whole lot less over there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be Danny. I'm gonna be pushing all the buttons in the background. So uh, I, I let my three co-hosts normally they they take the reins and say silly things instead of me. It's a good show, and I often watch it while I'm in bed in 55 inch 4K. Love it. There you go. Right. Cheers, everybody. See you later. And here's last season. Oh, it's no. Let's have Dave and Steve with the outro. We miss you both. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Get down, dog. Splendid business. He nearly caught the bloody thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I was just eating a full quiche. Well, you don't often see him at him. So when you see him in the supermarket, they need to be swagged, microwaved immediately, and get the brown sauce on one. Bosh, Bob's your uncle. Never in doubt. <laughs>